0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Jeff is back. Our Reds are in first place, believe it or not. We're going to be talking a lot of baseball coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensted. joined, as always, uh, on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or review the podcast, it uh, helps us out a lot, helps people find the podcast, all those good things. Uh, Jeff, welcome back. How are you?
2: I am great, Scott. I mean, so many good things in life. Uh, Trip was amazing. Uh, had daughter's graduation party. Uh, had a great soccer tournament weekend.
1: Oh, life is, And
2: our Reds are in first place, like you said. Although, they played the big boys this weekend and lost two out of three.
1: But... But hung with them. They didn't get blown out of the gym. Every time they got down, they came back. Today's game was really close; could have gone either way. Uh, Friday night was fun with uh, with the Ellie cycle. It's uh, mm-hmm. I thought they hung with them pretty uh, pretty well for a team. The Braves are really really good and on fire. And the Reds are they need they need a couple pitchers right now. But uh, I hope they hung in there really well. And you know Matt McClain could hang with anybody. That dude's my boy right there.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, the Reds need four pitchers yeah right i mean there's andrew abbott and then there's everybody else uh we'll see yeah, if ashcraft yeah. returns to cromulence at some point but
1: i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't count on that i'm He's not counting really yeah yeah
2: i mean they, they brought up levi stout strout for today's start yeah um because they had yet another pitcher go on the il um it, it's a tough look right now
1: it is a little bit tough but uh you know hunter green should be back here maybe lodolo at some point here would be uh We'll be back. Uh, so uh, you know that's a that's more of a maybe up in the air. But I think at some point, uh, maybe in you know, July, August, they'll be back. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's looking. It's been fun though. I mean, they uh, these are the first two losses since you since you left since we last talked. So it was uh, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. I got my wife on board. I'm officially I'm officially on board for the rest of the season. It's 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 officially our Reds.
2: All right, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And there's still uh, despite the sellouts this weekend, I still say plenty of room aboard the bandwagon. Twitter is infinite, so jump aboard.
1: I just want it to be trademarked that our reds has been a thing for many seasons.
2: Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And RAs too, unfortunately, but uh, that
1: is that we we gave up that trademark. Yep. The, the, the
2: dream has died on that one. I I gave,
1: I gave, I gave that back. Uh, uh, Fisher can have that one. He can keep it for himself. Yeah. Uh, Some of that asked Chad, if, uh, if Jordan Westberg is a lefty or righty, he is a righty. We'll talk about uh, Jordan Westberg getting called up here in a little bit. Yeah. Other baseball stuff. Uh, The Rangers, Jeff, they just kind of, Keep uh, keep playing well. The, the Astros did win tonight. Uh, uh, barely beat the, the Dodgers in extra innings. They're five and a half out. Rangers are up uh, six on the Angels also. These Rangers uh, keep balling. Best run differential in the American League. We've talked about them a few times, but uh, this does not appear to be a team that's just kind of going away.
2: No, they're not. Um, well, I mean, like you said, best run differential. I mean, that yeah. that goes a long way. I mean, to showing that they're legit. I mean, the Rays are plus 150 also, so they're right there. And the Rangers have lost two in a row, but still. Um they're they're a good team. Uh, Astros aren't, you know. Astros had their own struggles this weekend, lost losing two out of three. The Angels, you know, they lost today. After they, they should have saved some Saturday's runs, uh, but uh, you know,
1: nothing it, like outscoring someone by twenty in a series and losing the series.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's, that's they, they outscored
1: them. They outscored them thirty two to twelve and lost the series. I
2: thought I forgot <laughs> that they blew the lead on Friday night. That's right. Yeah, they were. They um, lost
1: seven to four. They lost by three runs on Friday, one run tonight, and they won by twenty four on Saturday.
2: Uh, it was funny. We were out to dinner uh, after our soccer tournament games yesterday, uh, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's fifteen and th- that score is that right? It's yep. right. fifteen to nothing. I missed that whole thirteen run third inning, and then I turned around and looked. Oh, it's eighteen. Oh, it's twenty-one. Oh, it's twenty-three. What <laughs> uh, the heck is going on
1: here? Someone sent me an email like I can't believe this of score, and I thought they meant it was fifteen nothing. I looked again, and it was twenty-three, and I was like, "It's unbelievable." Yeah, well, the crazy I thing thought... about the game was Otani was one for seven in that game, which is almost impossible.
2: It's insane. Yeah. You know, I thought it was pretty uh, gauche of them to go for two when uh, when it was twenty-three nothing. Though I thought that was that was kind of <laughs> rough. I mean, but hey. Well, hey, got to practice that play. Maybe need to make it work. Have that, that two point uh, conversion play in place.
1: Felt very Harbaugh-esque right there. Yes. Who famously went for two up thirty against USC? It was a beautiful thing. Uh Other than that, uh, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of a uh, lot of teams kind of hanging around in baseball right now. There's a lot of we talked about the teams are kind of streaking. Uh, the Giants uh, cooled off a little bit over the weekend. They lost today. They're still eight to their last ten. The, the Diamondbacks, Giants, Dodgers uh, race here right now. Is That's the Dodgers be fun. one. Yeah, Dodger went five of six. They were going for six in a row today, uh, or maybe five row. But either way, they were on a little bit of a run here. Um, yeah, that's a, the NL West uh, looks like it's going to be a, a really fun division. That uh, it, it's it's kind of wide up, wide open. The Padres are not one of the three teams right now.
2: Yeah, uh, although I, they're, they're, I, I still feel like it's in them. Um, I, I still think that there's time. Although it's going to be tough because it's the number of teams they have to leapfrog still. But I mean, the thing is though they they went on friday like okay they went and they, they had a good series in Coors field and then they lose the last two uh, yeah. this weekend here i mean it's just and that that was like against the nats who are the nats i mean come on guys let's get it together here uh so yeah it, it's been really kind of frustrating watching that um yeah you know i guess maybe not yeah frustrating for padres fans i i am still rooting for the padres i want mid market teams to spend and then be rewarded yeah. for spending so i i don't like seeing them struggle so much. I don't have any shame for that.
1: Um, I think, I think it's still them too. I mean, they are, uh, they're four games under, but you know, Juan Soto's really coming around. Uh, We talked about the central with the Reds leading. It's funny that about a month ago, we were like, Oh, is this Pittsburgh team for real? Can I read you my favorite stat of the season so far? Yes, you can. Since June 14th, when Rodolfo Castro singled in the sixth inning, Jihan Bay, Jack Swazinski, Rodolfo Castro, and Austin Hedges are combined one for 101.
2: Oh my Lord.
1: Is that the uh, most? I'm currently test- looking to
2: see where I have Swinsky active, but props, it, I know it's there. Uh, props somewhere. to
1: David Ton, D Ton Pirates on Twitter. I want to give props for that. That's an amazing, I could not, I've looked at it like three times. I'm like, that can't be right. And it's just, it's incredible. They got four guys. that are literally, literally oh for the last 100, which is, it's impossible. Uh,
2: that, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I, I have no words. I mean, get, uh, get O'Neill Cruz really back, mean. right?
1: Uh, yeah, he, like August, right? Something like that. <sighs>
2: Yeah, I, I know mean, people what... are
1: I know people are starting to stash him. So I, I figured it was uh, there's some, you know, maybe a month away kind of stuff.
2: When would you start stashing him? I wouldn't. OK,
1: I just you're not a stasher. Mu- and it's too much time missed to like come back. I just don't think they're going to push him. They're going to be out of the race, in my opinion. Um, I just I think he comes back and doesn't play every day. I just uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth the I don't think it's worth the best spot for me right now.
2: Scott Jinstead lover, not a stasher. Uh, <laughs> it's true. But- I mean, give
1: me give me, me two or three weeks away. And, you know, is in my league. Sure. But right now, I, I don't have much interest. I just can't roster wise. I can't do it. I just don't think it's any worth it.
2: I, I actually agree in the team context is pretty stark. This is the second big collapse month they've had in a row. Yeah. Uh, do you do you try to what about what do you do with David Bednar? Um, do you think about trying to trade him because the Pirates are almost certainly going to trade him now?
1: Uh, he's just so good. I just, I think the odds are pretty high that he goes to a team where he closes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the contending teams, like he wouldn't close in Minnesota or Atlanta for sure. Or Cincinnati. Uh, is there any place else he wouldn't close?
2: Minnesota is not for sure, by the way.
1: Not for sure. I just, I, they have a really good guy. I think he'd probably, yeah, but they don't I think use, probably spl- I think he'd probably split though.
2: Yeah. They don't use Duran as an exclusive closer already. So Yeah uh atlanta i mean iglesias is shaky at times um you could see he that wouldn't,
1: uh, he wouldn't close in baltimore either that's uh that's one i should mention as a contender but like you look um, at some of the other teams and you know aside from baltimore and you know if, if you want cleveland in the mix i guess in the mix of the central but i mean he closed in texas i houston would probably be still presley um giants and- would
2: still be Duvall um
1: yeah that's probably true Arizona would definitely be Bednar the Dodgers would definitely be Bednar yeah uh Milwaukee would still be Devin Williams Miami would probably be Bednar I think they'd go him over puck Philly would definitely be Bednar yeah um yeah I think there's more teams like I think New York the Yankees would be Bednar too I think that they would start they would they would use him the closer and kind of have you know King and Holmes as the setup guys Toronto would not they'd go with Romano but there's uh, there's a lot of teams yeah. I think the Rays would yeah I could see it Uh, Or or at least he'd be part of of it. Some in the chat, I said Mets, and I I I meant contending teams here, uh, Uncle Ted. Oh uh, no, uh, you didn't
2: do that. Not teams
1: that uh, go back to back hit batsmen to lose games. That did you did you see did you see the highlights at all that game?
2: I did not. But up
1: up three with the bases loaded, they go ground ball to Brett Beatty that he just couldn't throw the ball. He just kind of double clutched it and then threw it too late. Then they went walk for a run, hit by pitch for a run, hit by pitch for the winning run. Oh,
2: the Mets are (laughs)
1: Metsing. like horrifyingly bad so i mean they have they obviously have a lot of good players they could sneak back into it with so many teams that get in the playoffs but uh yeah it was it's it's rough in Mets land right now it's uh i know i know a number of mets fans and they are they are quite frustrating that was an awful awful loss today
2: it was um yeah i didn't yeah so yeah if it was if it happened today i definitely didn't see it yet we'll be looking forward to highlights i mean it even was, Friday, like, I didn't strong. get a chance to see the cycle live. I had to come back and see the highlights, but it was amazing. Um, the,
1: cycle, the the Ellie cycle was a lot of fun. He hit that ball in the gap. I'm like, my wife and I watch him. like, oh, that's an easy double. I'm like, oh, my God, that guy's fast. Because like it, it was a routine double, and he wasn't, the close. The play wasn't even that close to third.
2: And it might have even been an easy triple. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, was crazy. It
1: was, it was wild. It just It's a ball that, like most guys, it's just even fast guys, that's a double, but he just, he's. He's he's pretty insane. He's pretty uh pretty fun to say the least. That but he had a nice catch today, and he's been stealing bases. I think he has seven, or eight bags already. Um, we talked about a lot of rookies that you've not paid off. Uh, Ellie's certainly paid off so far.
2: And the thing you, about the stolen bases, I love that every single time he gets an opportunity, he's yeah. going. You know, he's yeah, got absolutely. a green light. The team just says go. Let's do it.
1: And it's like watching like LeBron or Kobe or some basketball court. It's like five steps and he's there. It's just yeah. it's crazy how his his his. his his strides are just so long and he's so fast. It's uh,
2: eight out of nine on the base pass so far.
1: That will play right there. But yeah. uh, let's jump into, uh, into week 14 fantasy wise. We are officially at midseason here. I think I'm uh, looking at math here. I know the A's have played 80 games, so most teams are halfway, halfway point. Uh, Jeff, uh, A's are on pace for 40.3 wins. It's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're 20 and 60. <laughs> It's like baseball teams. It's not, aren't that baseball teams don't have records like that. They're, and yet they had a bad. seven
2: game winning streak in there.
1: She won that for a second. And then they lost eight in a row. In the net right after in L central it's baby. It, yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's rough times, but we've got, so uh, we got uh, a handful of teams with seven games this week. Uh, Milwaukee and the Mets. They're Detroit, Texas, the Angels, and the White Sox in the American League. So not a ton of uh, seven game uh, seven day states. We got a lot of six gamers this week. Uh, the Rockies are ho- all home this week. That's always big for uh, big for fantasy right there. They have um, three against the Dodgers and then three against the Tigers. So obviously, if you have any Tigers or Dodgers, uh, this is a good time to pick those guys up.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. Dodgers, Dodgers are tough. Most Dodgers are rostered, but Tigers, you can. Uh, Tigers are rough can, too because yeah. for the other reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're never good, but you they are they're, they're available though. You could get a you get an Andy Abanez or a, or a Zach McKinstry. Uh Matt Vierling was available on these I know he was popular this week. Carpenter, there a, sure. Kerry Carpenter, yeah. I like Kerry Carpenter too, if you can grab him. They uh they they have some guys that are available, and that's 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 not always easy to find.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh anybody else you like you guys uh, were attacking this week. I like the Rangers a lot this week. They're four uh, four against Detroit, three against Houston. Uh we talked about the Tigers being in, in Colorado, they're four at Texas to start the week. So um, that's a pretty good setup, too. Evaldi pitched today. So uh, you know, they get to miss him. Uh, the Mets schedule is nice too. We just talked about the Mets are a mess, but uh four against Milwaukee, three against San Diego, all at home. It's a big week for the Mets. If they're gonna start to make any kind of ground, they got to win probably five games this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, six gamers, the Dodgers mentioned a nice there. Three at Colorado, three at Kansas City. Uh, tough to beat uh, facing better pitchers than those two teams right there.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kansas City, I mean, Oakland's crappiness uh, is drawing all the attention but i mean yeah kansas city there there was like some people had legitimate reason for hope they're only two game two wins ahead of the a's they're 22 15. and 56 in their own right Incredible. there and you know they so, they had a new manager new front office maybe they'll take some time for some, some of those changes to take root but oh my goodness what a just what a huge disappointment yeah
1: it's been bad they have a couple of exciting players but Overall, I mean it has been it has been really rough there. And you're right, kind of the A's, uh, the A's being disastrous, have has hidden some of that. I'm looking at team ERA's. Uh yeah, Kansas City's 5'24, the Rockies are 5'69, the A's are 6.01. Those are easily the three worst pitching staffs in baseball right there.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Uh Padres are also nice this week. Three at Pittsburgh, three at Cincinnati. That's a, it's a pretty good setup, too. You know, we talked about the Reds playing well, but not necessarily a team that you want to fade pitching wise. Without Green oh. and Lodolo, there's not a lot of guys you're scared of.
2: Yeah, Williamson's got a 540 ERA. Weaver's got a 686 ERA. Man, I mean, the Padres getting, miss out on Luke torched. Weaver night. He's
1: getting torched lately, too. Luke Weaver's getting smoked lately.
2: I mean, it, it's like vintage Lance Lynn, and I mean vintage earlier this season, Lance Lynn Day. But uh, Weaver might be worse than that. Ashcraft is worse than that, 717. Yeah. Oh. Scouts penciled in for another start in Williamson. So they miss out. So the Padres don't even have to face that, a, Abbott, which, I mean, that that's just a gift. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ashcraft,
1: and- Ashcraft, Stout, Williamson for the Padres this weekend. That's it's going to be uh, the Reds are going to have to score a lot of runs and they can do so, but uh, yeah, if you have Padres this weekend, that's uh, and they get they get Pittsburgh to start the week, like that is a really nice week for San Diego, yeah.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, the Reds don't even have lively anymore. I mean, yep,
1: he, went the, he went in the aisle today, so that's it's it's rough. They uh, yeah. can they can they trade for a pitcher now?
2: They, I mean, they could. I mean, I'm sure Patrick Corbin's available as let's was get, joked uh, about when I was on Beeson, but. Let's get uh, J. Let's get J.P. Sears out
1: there. Yeah, the A's aren't going to trade him because they have him under a lot he's of too, control. Yeah, he's too young. Nice but, but he's too young. But
2: um, I, I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm actually okay with the Reds not doing a go for it trade right now. I, I'd like to see some things settle first.
1: Yeah, and, that makes sense.
2: I mean, and especially because they're not one pitcher away. The Reds are six pitchers away.
1: <laughs> yeah, they three
2: starters and three relievers.
1: Yeah, they're Green and Lodolo and maybe one more guy after that. I mean, they they, they do need a lot of help there.
2: But yeah, Green, uh, Lodolo, Abbott. We'll give him. We'll put Abbott that, yeah. that that. But uh, I I don't want them trading Noelve Noelve Marte for uh, a starter right now. I just I just don't yeah. think that's a wise use of resources there. Um. So yeah, I I, I just and I I don't want them to see them trade away. Um. Uh, who's who's the pitcher? Uh, Connor Phillips. I don't want them trading him. Yeah. I eh, Just you know, I, I just think you know. Save your powder,
1: Jeff. Question the chat for you. Uh, someone is in a outfield. Outfield needs outfielders in a points league. They need two: Jorge Soler, Byron Buxton, in a Nolan Jones, Lamont Wade Jr. Um, I'm adding Buxton for sure. He he pinch hit today, so I think he's okay with the injury. And <laughs> then I'm going. Uh, I'm going Jorge, Jorge Soler to points league just because he's got a ton of power.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think you can make a case for Nolan Jones at times when the schedule's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're, they're home they're, it's it is a full home week it is so there is that but there are two lefties one of which is Kershaw yep yeah, yeah I, I yeah I, I probably I think that, that that that's close it's close to go ahead and go with uh the rock with Nolan Jones there too but I think he's third on that list
1: yeah i wouldn't uh I wouldn't argue too hard against that either they uh they do get Emmett Sheehan this week uh Jeff Emmett Sheehan, he of the point uh, zero the 034 Babbitt
2: is that is that uh, a little lucky?
1: maybe <laughs> you think that might be a little bit lucky that is it he's got a zero a point zero three four and a 1000 strand rate so far so uh only 12 innings but uh, it's funny to see a, an era of one five and a FIP of 5.27 you don't see, you don't see that very often
2: yeah perfect you know and while we're talking dodgers i think we have to have to have the tony in conversation i think a lot of people knew some correction was coming but maybe not the extent of it uh the the Golf at his best when he had like a 130 or whatever ERA, his expected ERA was like five something or other. So there was like a, it had the biggest gap in baseball among, uh, you know, start, regular starters between actual ERA and expected ERA. Basically, it's like independent, it, t- it strips away like, uh, you know, Babbitt Block essentially. And here we are. And he's getting hit a little bit harder now. So he's had a couple of bad outings in a row.
1: Yeah, I think you look at uh, you look at the swing. The swinging strike rate so really jumps out to me on Gomslin. It was uh, he wasn't a huge strikeout guy, but he did get swings and misses. He was like twelve percent kind of guy. Swinging strike rates at nine point four percent before tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine it got any better tonight. He had three strikeouts in five innings, but uh, strikeout rates under twenty percent right now. Um, he was very,
2: down. Yeah, he's very
1: mm-hmm. much like on that fence of like just enough strikeouts to have it be have it work out okay. The crazy thing so far, Jeff, his bat is one ninety six right now. So he's yeah. still getting really, really lucky. ERA is three three, but man, it's uh, he's scary. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want it part of him at the moment.
2: He's straddling the uh, Hendricks line, basically, yeah.
1: and he always finds a way to get guys out. He's never had an ERA over three point two three in a season, which is pretty wild. Um, but without those strikeouts, uh, I'd be worried that 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 line he's been he's been kind of skirting is gonna is gonna go on the wrong side.
2: Yeah. Do we get Julio Urias back this week against the Royals? It looks like sounds it.
1: like it. It looks like uh, they, yeah. they uh, they think he's going to pitch uh, over the weekend against the Royals is the, is the hope for the Dodgers. That would be, yeah. that'd be big for them. Cause they, uh you know, they're really good, but they, uh, they need him back. They've been kind of just skating by and pitching at the
2: moment. We've been working on four starters essentially. Yeah.
1: Yep. Let's talk about a few players before we get into fab. I wanted to start with someone that I think we probably talked about in May is like, you know, is this guy going to turn around? Is he going to figure it out last year? He did. Uh, Blake Snell has figured it out again Jeff he has been absolutely on fire uh 0. 0.36 ERA with 43 strikeouts in June that's over four starts he was even he was giving good uh, really good his last two starts in May too uh six start six last six starts two earned runs and last three starts three starts uh, double digit strikeouts he is uh, as good as it gets right now among starting pitchers
2: yeah second half Snell kicked in a little early this year
1: but i mean it all it all looks really good you know swing strike rates over 14% um if you're in a trade league are you are you going to trade this hot streak or are you just going to ride this and you, you figure he's figured it out and we're good to go now
2: i mean i think if it's too late to save your team for this year which i think is arguable i mean rob silver won the main event despite being 13th in his league at, at the all-star break right yeah i think that was the stat uh it's not stat but the the fact the factoid um so, yeah, I think it's it's too early to give up in, in most fantasy leagues unless you're just fundamentally destroyed. Uh, but maybe in a keeper league it is time to trade him because you know that that fluctuations performance will continue with him.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think the key is that we talked about the second half last year was the, was the walk rate and how he figured that out. And then we saw mm-hmm. April, he was 16.5%. We're like, oh, here we go again. 11.5% in May, 6.5% in June, with a 47% strikeout, right? That obviously is not going to stick, but if he can keep a strike, the walks under, you know, say 8%, he is really, really nasty.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just Snell is always that variation performance guy. He used to be like, okay, start him in his home starts. Then it's like, okay, start him in the second half. But now, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's just been so thoroughly good the last couple times out. I mean, yeah, you just want to keep seeing it. I, I think, I think he's a hold. Probably, especially if you're contending, I probably wouldn't seek, find a way to trade for him either, just because of those fluctuations.
1: I think, I think I'm, I think I'm a hold too. I think I'm just riding it and I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. I think that, uh, seems like when he figures stuff out, it usually figures out for a while. Yeah. Uh, good question. In the chat, if I had to, to talk about you at some point, uh, Oswald Peraza in New York, a lot of people are clamoring for him with Josh Donaldson hitting a buck 25. That's actually not a, me exaggerating him up with a really low average. It actually is his average. Um, the problem with Peraza, and everybody's clamoring for Peraza, but he was really good in May. He's been terrible in June in AAA. He's hitting like a buck eighty-four in AAA, so it's not like he's knocking down the door. He was in May and he's been really bad since then. Uh, the thing with Josh Donaldson, I get it, he's been horrible, but if you look a little deeper, forty-nine percent hard hit rate, twenty-two percent barrel rate with a zero-five-one BABIP. Like he has been as amazingly unlucky as possible. Only sixty-four at bats, but insanely unlucky for hitting the ball that hard. Um, and if I'm the Yankees, I'm kind of waiting for Peraza to get hard, hot, hot again and make sure that he um, he um kind of makes me make the move. I don't think I'm doing it at the moment. I think I'm giving Donaldson another week or two here, see if he kind of breaks out of that bad of luck. And if not, maybe he's just done and you bring up Peraza. But I think I'm making Peraza get a couple of hits before I bring him up.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I mean, the thing about Donaldson is he came in pre-hated. So, yes. I mean... That, that probably works against him in terms of that. And, you know, the, and the funny thing is you see Aaron Hex leave and then he actually is better in Baltimore than he was in New York. So,
1: and know. like significantly better because he was horrible in New York. He's actually been really good in Baltimore.
2: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, I, I know, you know, you, you might see them. Spit, you know, and the thing is they're, they're somewhat financially committed to him. That's the other problem. But they, him, LeMahieu, I mean, they, they still are old. And
1: they got LeMahieu's three more seasons, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know they won two in a row against the Rangers, but this is this is a team that's flawed. And let's talk Aaron Judge here. The news on him is, you know, he's actually got a torn ligament uh, in that toe, uh, inde- uh, un- indefinite time to return. You know, uh, the Yankees, what what do you do if you're sitting in the Yankees chair? I mean, you're always supposed to contend, but you're nine and a half games out.
1: You are, although you're right in the uh, you're right in the mix in the in the wild card, but sure. It's... It's it's tough because they're just they're missing. They've had so many injuries, but you know Carlos Rodon, you know threw in uh, threw in his rehab assignment today. Uh, but they just have so many guys struggling. Like Stanton's under two hundred. You look at DJ LeMahieu; that's a wild profile. He's someone that has a, always like a 13 percent strikeout rate. Kind of lives off that. He's at twenty seven percent right now. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Like he's like he, he's trying to change his approach, but you know there's a little more hard contact, but you know no more than he had in his big years when he didn't strike out. So it seems to me like he's maybe guessing more and trying to catch up and trying to hit the ball hard, but not seeing, I just, there's something going on there, but you don't see a guy double his strikeout rate very often.
2: No, no, you don't. Um,
1: Especially a, whatever that is, 13, 14 year veteran, or whatever he is, 12 year veteran, whatever he is.
2: Yeah. Uh, just age catches up with everyone eventually. Right.
1: I guess he's 34. got $45 million left on his deal after this year, which is, that's amazing. 30. Yeah. By he's the way. got, he's got three more years of 15 million a pop.
2: Happy Funball was supposed to last forever, Scott. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. 26 to 26 and one Oh two in 2019 looks pretty good. He's right there with the, uh, with the Anthony Rendon, uh, make as much money as possible off Happy Funball. I guess he signed the year before that, but Although Rendon, whereas Rendon had the happy funball year and then signed his deal. But uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that we're going to look back and we, we, we do it all the time. 2019 sticks out crazy. on A lot of stat lines.
2: Yeah. Well, that's one thing like with my projections that's been purged now in the three-year weighted averaging. So, yep. uh, now we and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to pu, uh, purge the COVID season, the 60 game season as well, where we had to do pro rating and all that. That's true. Um, so projections next year might be uh, easier to do. Who knows? And they're never easy to do uh, because you know, it's not just a strict weighted average thing, but right. you know, it's a starting point.
1: Someone in the chat asked about someone we actually had coming up here in a, in a second. Uh, Braxton Garrett in Miami has been really good. He had that 11 earned run start, and then he's been great since then. Uh, 2.3 ERA in June, 36 strikeouts, and 23 mm-hmm. and a third innings in June. And you look at his overall K to walk numbers, 29% strikeout rate, 4.5% walk rate. He's like 24% K minus walk, which is a great number. Swing strike rates up to 13 and half percent Someone in the chat asked if he's real, and, man, I, I'll tell you what, everything I've seen, I, I, we liked him preseason – he had that big blow up start, and it kind of everybody's like, Oh my gosh, can't be left him in that long. Um, I think he's absolutely the real.
2: Yeah, I mean, they made him wear that one 11 earned runs yep. in one start, and he's got about a run and a half better ERA than Sandy. Crazy, yeah, who also had to wear one start too. But you know,
1: feels like Sandy wears one big inning every single outing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, like a, it's like a five spot every single time, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I was talking with Nick Pollock on Thursday's pod, you know, pitcher list. And so he's talking about just the command on that particular pitch. I mean, it's just, you know, you can't do that. You're not throwing it, throwing it for strikes. It limits your repertoire, at least to all sorts of other damage.
1: Yeah, it's been uh it's been wild. You just kind of expect like, here comes the the eight inning shutouts back to back. It just they just haven't come. I mean, maybe we got a long way to go. We're still at the halfway point, but he's got a lot of work to do with an ERA over five. I mean, it's going to be a it's going to probably a bust season no matter what. It's just a matter of how much of a bust it is. Yeah. So a guy that we both have in some uh, some big leagues uh, that is a wild stat line so far is Joey Manessas in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so strange. Like if you had told me that. Joey Manesson hitting 293, hitting fourth every day. I would have thought that he would have been just an absolute phenomenal pick at the, at the point. Like, the, the, the issue with him was, like, you know, is the batting average for real? Is he actually going to hit that high? You know, hit three twenty four last year. We didn't expect that. But hitting two ninety three. Jeff, he has two home runs on the air, which is – like, you look at everybody, has eight or nine right now. He has yeah. two. And the crazy thing is he has – I'm looking here. He has 14 barrels. So he has two home runs and 14 barrels. I think the average – toby and i were talking about last week by the way thanks to toby for filling in last week i think the average is like 58 percent of your barrels go for home runs he's at two for 14 so what is that 14 it's it's been a weird year but he's still like i keep playing him he's hitting he's hitting cleanup the batting average is good he had three more rbis today, at 39 rbis but man two home runs out of your first baseman or, or an outfielder it just it kills you it just kills a team right there
2: yeah it does it really does um yeah uh, and he had three rbi today at least uh but that gives him 39 on the year. Like, mm, yeah. Okay. And not
1: not horrendous. That's not killing you, but not great. And the 20, the problem is the 29 runs and the two home runs. Well, uh, for a guy who has no steals it is killing.
2: I was you. just gonna say what you're drafting him for. You're drafting yeah. him for the power and the RBI. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is, meanwhile, there's Lane Thomas, double digit homers. Yeah. Um and
1: and even, and Lario has like eight, nine or ten home runs there. I mean, everybody it two is it seems impossible. It's, it's just not it's a wild. bad
2: ballpark to hit in.
1: Yeah. You know, hard hit rate still 45%. I looked at his fly ball rate. I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Fly ball rate's the same as last year. The wildest stat with Manessis, uh, his home run to fly ball rate last year was 25.5%. Obviously, a, a super elevated number. You probably think he's going to fall down to be in the high teens there. He's at 2.9% right
2: now. Oh. Yeah. So is Possibly. this actionable? What are you doing?
1: Uh, the funny thing is, I think it is, because the longer I looked at it, the more I'm just like, I'm going to leave him in, because I think, I think the power is coming. Um, I think he's been really unfortunate with his fl- hormone fly ball, the barrels, all that, um, you know, there's enough good stuff here that I'm, I'm leaving him in for now.
2: Okay. Um, stat, uh, gr- one stat of note, ground ball percentage last year is 44.8%. This year it's
1: 50.6%. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's key. You know, it's just uh, the fly ball rates about the same. He's 29%. The line drive rate is what, what's struggling with the ground balls. So
2: I always had a hard time with line drive rate versus fly ball rate, by the way. I always, think yeah, you know, it's a difficult line to parse.
1: It is. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, a few less balls in the air for sure, which it doesn't it doesn't help. But 2.9% home run to fly ball is just – that's insane. That's like – I can't even think of a comparable player. But somebody who hits a lot of fly balls with no pop at all is exactly what that is. And that's not what messes is. But it just uh, – it has not worked so far. I think I'm leaving it for now, but he's kind of on my watch list. Like, it's got to come quick because we can't – there's only so much, uh, you know, two home runs over a half season you can really deal with it as a first-base outfitter guy. Yep. Uh, we talked about uh, Braxton Garrett earlier. Marlins pitchers, uh, Yuri Perez. Uh, dude is unbelievable. I think you grabbed him in at least one of your main events. Uh, yeah. Another gem today. And when I say gem, he went those out there. And he's a legit gem. Six innings, four hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, no runs. Lowered his ERA to 134. I think after today he got the whip just under one. Uh, dude has been unbelievable. It's funny because they keep seeming to find, to want to find ways to limit his innings or take him out of the rotation. They're talking about when Trevor Rogers came back, they were going to swap him out and out uh he's kind of making them keep him in the rotation he's in they're in the playoff hunt right now it's gonna be hard for them to get him out of line if i know they want to manage his innings they got to figure out a way to do it somehow he's at 72 and he's threw through 77 last year um but man he whenever he goes out there dude is awesome
2: he is and i do fear that then the latest note is like they're going to pause him before the all-star break after yeah. his next start because it's an atlanta start and oh, miami's got here's the thing miami's you know, they they're outperforming. I mean, you know, sure, when you you shut out Pittsburgh, great, but he also shut out Toronto before that. Uh yep. he's got Atlanta and then theoretically it would have St. Louis after that, but uh maybe not. Uh in some of those if they get Rogers back, that's that's great. Okay, fine. And then maybe you can consider that.
1: But yeah, I mean he's
2: he's Manchester, their best I mean,
1: Garrett's been great, but Yuri's their best pitcher right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's certainly not Sandy right now. And Sandy, he, he's Sandy's protege, mind you, but still. And the Marlins, it's not just that they're content- they're the number one wild card right now. <laughs> they're yeah, ahead they're, of the Giants, the Dodgers, right the, the Brewers, mix. the Phillies, the Padres, the Mets, uh, you know. Mets Mets are below. Mets are still tied with the Pirates right now at 35 and 42. <laughs> that just blows my mind to see them all the way down there. But still, I mean, it, it's a hard sell to to back up shutting down yuri perez right now when they're, they're they actually have a chance and they're as we saw last year just getting into the tournament has a lot of value
1: sure does especially when you throw some of the arms out there they I mean if sandy can come back you got edward Cabrera coming back you got perez you got garrett i mean they give me they would not a team you'd really want to face in the first round knowing that you have to beat some of these pitchers uh yuri perez last six starts jeff one earned run not per start but total oh, is that good uh yeah that is uh that is pretty pretty good um to Kenny Shepard in the chat, yes, this thing is on. We can hear you. You're good to go there. Uh, Jeff in the chat. Would you start two-start Reed Detmers or Brian Bayo against Miami this week? Uh, two-start Reed Detmers is uh, home against the White Sox, home against Arizona. I'm starting two-start Reed Detmers. Uh, I really like Brian Bayo, but I'm yeah. taking those two starts.
2: Bayo's on a roll. I yeah. will say that, but it's hard to turn down two starts. Uh, yeah, two, two home starts. Not that home road is always dispositive. Uh, in fact, Anaheim's no, no longer like a great place to pitch ever since they did that line on the wall thing. Um, That's right. Uh, so, but still, I, I, I think I'd take my chances at the two starts. So White Sox are like one of the weirdest teams in baseball. They can be scary at times. Luis Robert, who I know is on our outline, is on fire right now. Eloy had a stretch where he's good, but we're still, you know, a nation's lonely eyes turn to Tim Anderson, you know, see when he's going to break out. But, uh, you know, it's a very weird team.
1: Yeah, it's uh they're very t- Tim Anderson still hasn't homer, Jeff. It's uh
2: That is correct.
1: I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna bench Tim Anderson I bench him this weekend. Like if he hits two homers, like at least I get him going. He it didn't work. He didn't hit any homers, but uh it's bad. He's at he's at he was he hit? Two forty two two forty one right now. Yep. Like there's there's just nothing. He had eight stone bases, those all before he got hurt. I think he's one since he got hurt. He has eleven RBIs in the year and two hundred twenty nine plate appearances. Like that is it's just he's fantasy. like a third
2: or fourth round player. He's it's
1: a it's killing. fantasy death right there. He has been he's been, he's just a disaster. I have, I have a team with that's struggling home runs. I have him and Manessas and it's just like, a, it's just hard to, hard to get around that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had Luis Rodron on here. I was going to say he's really good. Um, same with Matt Olson. Like I'm sure you're ready to get him out of Cincinnati. Cause Holy moly. They have a big series weekend. Uh, Such
2: a sweet swing. Oh, uh, oh. Uh,
1: you, you, you know, my feelings about uh, how much I love Matt Olson. Obviously coming to yeah. Oakland, I wish him nothing but the best. He's now, uh, now leading uh, tied with, uh, with Shohei for the most home runs in, in baseball at 25.
2: I mean, it, it, it's, it, yeah. I mean, it, imagine if he played all his games in Cincinnati. <laughs> Although Atlanta's not, certainly not a bad place. Uh, you know, Atlanta, he the old, the old ballpark so was originally called the launching pad. That was the original launching pad, Fulton County Stadium. But
1: he hit so many balls out to left in Cincinnati, though.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, like, the ball carries El- so well. Though. Ellie
1: had that home run to left. I was like, oh, he popped him up. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's strong. But, yeah, there's uh, it's, uh, hmm. it's a good place to hit, especially especially any, any kind of power hitter's a great place to hit. But, I mean, Olsen's a 55% hard hit rate right now. He's 19% barrel rate. The dude just matches. I know he strikes out too much. Those numbers are back up. That, like, miracle 2021 where he struck out seven to of the time is long gone. But, um, if you're going to hit 45 home runs, I'm, I'm pretty good. We I'm pretty sure we can deal with 28% strikeout right at that point.
2: He had Olson had this huge split between like runner, not runners not in scoring position versus runners in scoring position. It was a negative split, very negative. Uh, but I think he started to correct that a little bit this in this last week where he's just been just on mega fire.
1: You know who else has that? Is our friend Joey Manessas. He's like 360 with guys on base and like 220 with guy with nobody on base. So he's got the at got, got the right direction. A
0: good split, yeah. Uh, Olsen's he's the got, other way.
1: There's no power either way with Manessas, but it does have have a good split that way. But... uh...
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: Let's jump into into fab this week. Uh, the big the uh, let's start with starting pitching. The big, uh, big name out there this week was Gavin Williams in Cleveland. Um, Guardian pitcher got called up. He was kind of the, I don't want to say the last, you know, stud prospect called up, but we've had a, we had a list of like eight to 10 guys. And they've all been called up and Gavin Williams was the last one up. Didn't, pitch great his first start against uh, i think it was against the angels is that right no i guess oakland sorry uh did not pitch well but it was, was one bad inning he struggled i think it was in the second or third and gave it four runs uh-huh. bounced back nicely which i think you like to see like see how a young guy you know you don't like to see him give up runs but how's he going to respond to those runs uh, kind of settle in pretty well after that pretty high level prospect um was dominant in double a this year in 14 innings and then really really good in triple a a few too many walks probably the one uh, the one scar on this profile but The issue is, uh, obviously, he's going to be highly bid on. He was over $140 in all three of my main event leagues. Uh, The issue with Williams, the question I had for you is, do you think he sticks in the rotation? Cal Quantrill should be coming back this weekend. Cal Quantrill is not very good, but they seem to want to put him in the rotation. He is someone that we used to like in the past. He's been really rough this year. Uh, How do you think this works out in terms of who sticks in this rotation?
2: I, I think if Williams pitches well on Tuesday, I think he sticks. That was uh,
1: uh that was the answer I gave someone asked earlier. I'm like, if it's well, they can't take him out, right?
2: Yeah. And so here's Williams' next three starts at KC, at the Cubs, not great, but not awful either. Yeah. Uh and then home against KC. So I mean he you misses want that, that he misses
1: that Atlanta series, which is huge.
2: Yeah, massive. Massive. Now, if they do something silly and go six man, then that, that screws us a little bit, probably. But Depends I, on when they do it. When Quantrill comes back, for that matter, too.
1: I mean, they could they could take they could take Logan Allen out of there. I suppose they could just have Cal Quantrill go to the go to the bullpen. Um, they could trade Shane Bieber before before the deadline. I guess is also a possibility. Um, I just have to think of Williams pitches well. He sticks They're They're in the mix. Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about how the, the centrals are terrible. They're only two games behind the Twins, even though they're three games under five hundred. Um, I just have to think he sticks He pitches well.
2: Yeah, and again, Shane Bieber. We we discussed this before. But he's there, there's a cliff here, right yep. now, uh, the, the, especially in terms of the K's. 198 K's in 200 innings last year, 77 and 100 this year.
1: And he looked a little better this week. I think he had a decent strikeout uh, game this week, from what I remember. He gave up a, gave up a three run homer too. I think it was Willie Davis. But he had eight strikeouts in five innings this week. Yes, he did. Um, in the chat, I know I know that uh, that, that Santana said they're going go to six men, and, and Qual- Quantrill has a spot. He kind of has to say that right now. I don't think they'll go six man, but he kind of has to say that with Quantrill. I don't know what they'll do yeah, when push comes to show. he a doesn't
2: have him. to. Tito's got he a lot to say. I mean, yeah, Tito doesn't have to say anything.
1: I just don't think he wants to say like he's going to not get you a know, start. I think he wants to see these guys go through one more. I think he wants to, he wants to see Williams and Allen pitch this week before he decides. So he just kind of mm-hmm. goes with that. It would be my guess, but if it were me, I'd put Quantrill as the kind of the middle reliever, the long guy. But uh, I understand that. I guess yeah, Aaron Savali. I guess go the pen too. I don't think that's going to happen as much, but. It's interesting in that there's a lot of heavy bidding in, on Gavin Williams, and we don't totally know he's going to make a second start this week.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I haven't gotten Williams yet so far. I haven't come really close. Some of that is because in one league I I won Ellie. Uh, another league I think was the worst team ever drafted, and my our, our Fab has been drained down. So worst live of main event ever drafted. Um, still, still plugging along there 36 Are points you, in my league you
1: still in the 700 club
2: oh i'm sure i am I, I don't bother looking there anymore but i know i know it's in the 700 club it's just is it bottom five or bottom 10 i don't know but i'm at I'm, I'm we got all the way down to like but 19 points in the league it was sad at one point we're like 36 now but it Still. just
1: sucks when everything goes wrong, and just they, like there's some teams where just everything goes wrong, and you just can't fix it. I know you guys will keep working at it. You'll start to gain some points, but um, yeah,
2: it's unrelenting. But the problem is now we have like hundred bucks in Fab. Yeah. You know,
1: some of the chat mentioned that Tanner Bivie's been bad. He really had one bad start. You look at that six earned run start, but the, before the last start was one earned run, then three against Arizona, one against Boston, three against Minnesota. Like he's had one start with more than four runs. I don't think he has a problem. I think he's actually been pretty decent.
2: Yeah, 92.
1: Uh, what else did you guys do at pitcher this week? I found it was Gavin Williams and then um, hold your breath and, and kind of good luck with guys. There's a, uh, there's Johnny Brito and David Peterson, uh, you know, back in the rotations, making two starts. Uh, Colin Ray in Milwaukee has two starts. He's about two thirds own in the main event. Uh, Luis Ortiz off a couple of good starts, about 70% rostered in the main event. Kenta Maeda was available to some 12 teamers. Uh, I'm curious what the heck you guys did with pitching. Cause I, um, after Williams, uh, my waterfall was, uh, my waterfall was very dry.
2: Well, like, you mentioned Brito. We won a $2 bid on
1: him. Okay, yeah. fine.
2: Um, Get, and then, gets, o-
1: gets Oakland the first start.
2: Yeah, I think I I think I won Maeda in a league. Um,
1: I, I, mean, actually, Maeda, I actually kind of like that. He looked really good in yeah. his first start.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ted mentions Brian Hoeing, um, and he is filled in well while Cabrera's been out, but I don't know how long he's going to be for the rotation. That's the only problem with him. Although, okay. if Yuri Perez is... Moved out. Who knows? I mean that 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 could, could that could open a door up. How, I, it kind of depends on how long Cabrera's out.
1: The uh, the twelve percent strikeout rate in AAA last year kind of freaked me out on hoeing.
2: Sure, I could I could see that. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I, Cabrera's been weird. Like there's been no news on him. Like when he first went in the aisle, I was like, eh, we don't think it's a big deal. He might not even miss his bullpens. He's going to miss a couple starts, and then there's been like dead silence. So I, that always freaks me out when Noah's like, oh, he he threw on the side today. He looked good. I just uh, it, it freaks me out a little. bit. Sure. Yeah, what about uh, I, I kind of looked at a little bit was uh, Ronel Blanco in Houston. You know, that he's taking over the patient spot for uh, for Brandon Belak, who got sent down to the minors. Right. Um, I kind of like Blanco as someone who can who can strike some guys out. There are too many walks in this profile, but plays for a really good team, plays for a good offense, um, uh, pitched pretty well against the Dodgers, which you always like to see. That's a tough
2: after the first team. inning. Yeah,
1: yeah, first inning was it was uh, was a little rough, but still, you know. Uh, six innings, two hits, two walks, six strikeouts. I know he gave the three earned runs, uh, but that's 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 three of his four starts. We give two earned runs. The other one was five against uh, our red. so you know I don't fault him for that. That's a that's a juggernaut right there. But the <laughs> other three, of, other other three of four were two earned runs or two earned runs and, and one one with three. Um, I kind of like him a little bit as someone who can get some strikeouts and maybe some wins on a team that uh, obviously can score some runs.
2: I think he was uh, waterfall, but uh, every time I looked at him, I saw the walks and the homers, and I was yeah. like. I uh, can't raise it
1: I bumped him I bumped him up the waterfall a little bit as the day went along um, any of these other guys you like uh, what about do you like Colin Ray in Milwaukee or Elise Ortiz I mentioned them as uh, a little bit more rostered but uh, Ortiz has been really good the last two starts but again a guy that um, I think we worry about the walks there too
2: yeah, there's torchability problems, and there's also offensive support problems. So yeah. I, I just
1: Pitt, Pittsburgh ability problems.
2: Yeah, that that too. Um, and then Colin Ray. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's had some moments. He's also had some other moments. I just, but that's what's available to us if we have to fill in uh, fill in those gaps.
1: Yeah, agreed. There. Uh, what about? Uh, did you do any kind of stashing with Brandon Fott this week? He's about half rostered in the main event, pitching uh, much better in AAA right now. Had a really good start. I was. Uh, I was watching Ryan Nelson today because I thought there was a chance that if Nelson got smoked again, they were gonna they were gonna maybe make that switch. But uh, Nelson was really good today, so that kind of went out hmm. uh, out the window right there. So I was like, yeah, I kind of moved him down my list as that went along. But uh, you know, he's someone that you know people paid a lot of money for early on. We see a lot of prospects kind of stumble their first time around. Um, do you think we see we see thought in the rotation here fairly soon?
0: Um,
2: possibly. Uh, but this is, he's had two, he's kind of had two strikes, got sent down at the beginning of the season got, got knocked around there. Yeah. By the way, Arizona, when, you know, leading the NL West with only two good starters is really remarkable. Um, you know, that's, that's, we talked a lot about the reds, our reds in terms of the pitching deficiencies. Arizona is kind of the same boat.
1: They uh, they are they've given they score a lot of runs they have the they're tied with the Dodgers for the second most runs in the National League. Mm-hmm. You look at runs given up, and they're uh, they have the like the second most runs given up in the West alone. Like they their their pitching is definitely definitely an issue. That's a team that uh, we talked about the Reds. the the Diamondbacks are a team. They're going to compete. They're going to have to trade for a start at the deadline. I think. Yep. Uh, that was kind of the extent of um, the starting pitchers. There were any relievers you liked? Um, Daniel Hudson was talked about a lot in the main event or in a lot of uh, columns and stuff. He's 72% rostered in the main event. You know, someone's coming back for the Dodgers. I don't know if he's going to close. There's some thoughts that maybe he could be the guy uh, for the Dodgers there. You know, they, they kind of use Phillips and Gratterall as, you know, kind of high leverage guys. Although Phillips had three saves this week after not having one for a full month. Um, Hunter Harvey is 35% rostered 12 teamers. He clearly seems to be the guy over Kyle Finnegan right now. I think Finnegan's blown his last three opportunities where he actually had save ops. He's pitched okay since then, but, um anybody you added reliever wise i felt like it was another really really dry week among closers
2: yeah i mean hunter harvey's been bouncing around and every time i want to buy into him he pitches the seventh inning or he pitches badly in his own right so i just kind of like yeah i don't know i mean they were li- literally dodging raindrops and that that went over the cardinals on what was it thursday it's just miserable conditions for a yeah. game uh cold and wet he get did get a save there but he barely got that save. he was hanging on for dear life uh but it was it was also adverse conditions too so i i didn't really go after those guys at all i'm still kicking myself for um dropping mcguff
1: everywhere and then
2: seeing the guffer the
1: guffer had three saves this week jeff i know i'm aware of that i'm, I'm very I, aware of that i added him really cheap a couple weeks ago and it's finally one that uh, finally paid off he really struggled today. I think he threw 40 pitches. I think he came in, in the, in the eighth, put two guys on, walked someone, then got the final out. And then got two outs in the ninth and put a couple more guys on. It was, I think he was on his last batter though. I forget who the last guy was. He actually hit a ball pretty hard uh, to shortstop and they made the play, but uh, i trying to remember who it was. I can't remember who he was facing, but um, it was really close today, but I'll take the saves every time you get it. It seems like he's the guy. It was a uh, Tyro Estrada, by the way.
2: Hit the yeah. Ball. I am dropping Andrew Chafin now. Um, uh, it was a night we got some saves out of him. Yep. It was fine, but you know you need the spot. Move on. Thank him for his service, and hope he does well as a setup guy.
1: Yeah, I uh, I had Chafin available in a couple of main events, and I did not bid, so that'll pretty much tell you kind of where I where I fell on that. Yep. Uh, if you're in a deeper, deeper league, or maybe you're trying to stash somebody, I, mean, I think Brendan White in Detroit is mildly interesting. Uh, he's pitched to eight innings, thirteen strikeouts, no walks. I know he gave up a couple runs today. But uh, a ton of strikeouts so far. I think that uh, I think Detroit would love to trade Alex Lang if they could. Um, he's not been very good. Um, whoever else they have there is is nothing great. I think that uh, Brendan White could be a guy. Maybe we see the last two months get some save offs in Detroit.
2: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, Lang hasn't been bad. Forty-two Ks and thirty innings. I guess. The, well, I'm looking at the walks now. Okay, I get it. Sure. Yeah.
1: There's huh? been there's been some really rough outings in there, especially the last like four or five weeks too.
2: Yeah. Only two blown saves though, so he might have some currency. He still has the K's. Someone might, yeah, they, they would love to trade him. Probably, won't yeah. Be and
1: that's there. the thing: if he could pitch, uh, he could pitch well for like three weeks. You know, he's twenty-seven. They don't necessarily need to keep him. Uh, obviously, they're not in the mix. Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, that situation could open up pretty well. And I think that uh, you know, and Jason Foley's just a guy to me. He's been pretty good this year. But um, I think Brendan White's someone that could come pretty quick and uh, has struck out a lot of guys. He's he's, he's interesting me as a. Again, deeper league or a stash, or maybe not quite yet. Maybe a couple weeks for the trade done. I think he's a name that I'm going to keep my eye on a little bit.
2: And the minor league numbers support it. So yeah, yeah, I can see it. He
1: can he can punch guys out. Uh, What about on the offensive side? Obviously the big uh, the big call up that uh, we mentioned a little bit last week, but he was not available in NFBC leagues. Was Henry Davis uh, number one overall pick in the Major League Draft in 2021? Uh, Catcher eligible in leagues, which is you know really the key point is he's playing to some outfield, some DH. But, uh, you know, if you have a bad second catcher, I felt like Davis was a guy that you need to go after pretty hard this
2: week. Yeah. I like him. Uh, I like him. I like, so, In one league, I've got like Matt Thice is or two leagues. Actually I've got, that Matt was Theis my, uh, that
1: was guys. my swap. I was going to make if I if I won Davis, which I did not.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's one where I think I would put in, but I wouldn't go big. If that makes sense.
1: That's uh, that's kind of what I did. I depending on where I was and what I needed, I went a little bigger. I was, uh, I was in like the high twenties, low thirties. So I don't know if you consider that big or not for a catcher, but uh, I did not win him. He went for went for sixty eight, where I really wanted him. So I wasn't close. I went for forty seven in the league. So I was uh, I was in the ballpark there, but I was just a little a little shy.
2: Okay, fair enough. Uh,
1: how do you think about him? I mean, obviously he's a massive prospect, and the key is, I mean, he last year or in Double A this year, he's had seven stolen bases. I so mean, you can get that out of a catcher. That's obviously huge. Um, you know, hasn't looked overmatched so far. Small sample, but. 47% hard hit rate, 13% bow rate, only 21% strikeout rate. Walking a little bit. He's looked like he's fit so far.
2: Yeah, he, he has. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think you can definitely go ahead and take a chance. But, again, you're looking at, at a Pirates team that's not scoring a lot of runs. I mean – It's true. He, he's done that, and he scored two runs. So, there is was- – there's that issue. So, <laughs> so
1: Jeff, uh, what do we do? Uh, what do we do with uh, newly available Joey Votto? Only I think it's 11 percent rostered main event least coming into this weekend. Uh, three homers this week for our Reds. Uh, would you bet on Votto? How do you kind of feel about him, uh, fantasy wise, helping us out here d- down the stretch?
2: Yeah, you know I love Votto. He's my one do. jersey. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, that's your and, only
1: jersey in any sport.
2: Uh, one baseball jersey. I have a Steve Yzerman. Hockey and sweater.
1: A, and a Chris Collins wore jersey. I uh,
2: jersey? No, uh, I do have a Joe Burrow sh- uh, jersey uh, t-shirt. Right. I, I bought it at the Super Bowl. Uh, so well, the, the, I'm a
1: little bummed there's not a, a Chris Collins with a Kenny Anderson jersey somewhere in the back of the closet. Uh,
2: I'm old, but not that old. I mean, <laughs> uh, what is it?
1: I, I was, was going to say, I've had Joe Montana and Jerry Rice jerseys, and I'm, I'm, that's the same era.
2: It is the same era. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hey, there's John Candy. Oh, wait. Sorry. Um,
1: <laughs> wow, I can't believe you went there.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: you guys, you guys are good now, so it's okay. It's fun. You know
2: what? It's a good time to be a a Cincinnati sports fan
1: you just wish the AFC wasn't quite so stacked because getting through those playoffs every year is going to be an absolute massacre every year.
2: Oh my gosh, I know. I mean, now the Jets are have a real quarterback, so they're they're in the mix of someone you have to worry about.
1: I'm not. I'm not putting them quite in the mix yet, but yes, they're in the mix.
2: Yeah, I'm not putting it as a favorite. How about that?
1: They're not in the, the Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati yet. But, yeah, they got a, a lot more of a threat when, when you got Aaron Rodgers going back there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's for but sure. How, so
1: how do you feel about Votto fancy-wise? You think we're looking at some – I mean, last year was obviously really rough. He hit 200. The power was not really there. But we're a year off. A guy that went thirty six ninety nine uh, when he kind of sold out for power and changed his approach. You know, struck out a little bit more but had the pop. Uh, obviously, three home runs already this week. Uh, that's more than Joey Manessas and Tim Anderson combined, Jeff. So that's pretty good, right there.
2: <laughs> I'm, I think I have a league with both of those guys. By the way, I, one of my mains. I, I know
1: uh, I do, and one of my mains. So that's why I make I make the joke at not only your expense but my expense. Also, uh, do you think he can hit the, enough uh, fancy wise to be a, a useful corner in? A, in a I 12 could strain, or a I think dinner? he
2: could string together three solid months. Okay. I think that's possible. Um, I think health is always going to be a problem uh, with him, but yeah. Do you, you know, think?
1: Uh, do you think he sits versus lefties?
2: Not all of them, but some of them, sure. I think he gets a day off.
1: They pinch it for him late when a lefty came in today.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, I, I do think that, uh, yes, I think uh, I, I think that that's a possibility he does rest against a lot of lefties. They're going to give him a day off per week, at least, anyhow. Uh, because they, they have a deep enough lineup now, Scott, that they can mix and match. And
1: They got a lot, they got a lot of guys all of a sudden. Nick Senzel, I think, played twice all week.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good problem to have, and they haven't even called up Christian and Carnacion Strand uh, yeah. to the mix. And I think they should at some point. Uh, and that'll make it even more crowded. I mean, they Jake Fraley doesn't play against lefties. Uh, yeah. we'll, they've got and, and Will Benson is their, their
1: team in home runs and RBI, I think.
2: And I, I was kind of like low key big on uh, Will Benson going into the season, had that horrific start, yep. but he's kind of turned it around lately. But he also will sit against lefties, also. So, uh we'll, uh,
1: we'll always have that home run against the Dodgers, though. That was the best.
2: Oh, that was fun. That was fun for our Reds.
1: What uh, What else you do in, uh, in free agency among hitters? There were a number of outfitters who kind of like fit in the mix that I, I was trying to figure out their orders. Uh, Alec Thomas is back up in Arizona, seems to be playing a lot. He's paying over uh, over Pavin Smith. Uh, Drew Waters in Kansas City is playing a bunch. Uh, Matt Veerling we mentioned earlier. I was actually in on Alec Thomas. I think this is one of those situations where, you, too. you know, pretty big prospect and, uh, you know, didn't work the first time, didn't work the second time. Finally, you know, raked in AAA when he went back down. I think he's here to stay. The defense is really good, which helps his cause too. Um, I think finally we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a little bit of a batting average runs, a few stolen bases out of Thomas.
2: Yeah. Uh, I agree that Thomas was the guy that stood out on this list for me too. Um, I think Veerling is interesting. As we mentioned, the D- Detroit's schedule this week is good. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Michael Garcia on the list. I know he's not an outfielder, but he's another guy. Well, the three three bags on Friday. I mean, that's going to catch anybody's eye.
1: And I I, I, didn't, I wasn't going to put him in the list, and I'm like, well, everybody has him. He's only 38 percent rostered in the NFBC online championship, the 12 team contest. That seems crazy to me because not only has Garcia been running, but he's I mean, he hits his hard hit rate. I think is over 50 percent. If I'm not, it's exactly 50 percent hitting 280. He's got 11 bags now. I mean, this mm-hmm. is 21 percent, 22 percent strikeout rate. This is someone that can hit in addition to running. I think he's third base and shortstop eligible. I know that uh, he was Rob Silver's guy preseason. He's tweeted about him a bunch of times, but uh, Garcia uh, after, you know, starting the year in the minors and then getting called up, starting a little bit slow um, coming up. He hit, hit fifth a couple times this week. Um, He's be rostered in every league, including 12 teamers in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And the thing is uh, I did a sneaky ads video on Friday and on that, I brought up Garcia. He was available in like, you know, in the Yahoo friends and family league. Uh, I had just been picked up that day. He was 19% rostered going into Friday and wow. yeah, and all Yahoo leagues now. And I think it serves as a reminder for better or worse. We're aligned a lot with the NFC main event. Yeah. It's a great contest. It's our favorite contest. We spend the most time on it, but most people play in other types of formats, a lot of 10 and 12 team leagues out there, a lot of points leagues out there. And in those formats, maybe he's underserved a little bit. And so yeah. it's good to notice these sort of things.
1: For sure. I think uh, I'd pick him up in all those, those kind of formats. It's a good point. We try and uh, I know we do talk about the main event a lot. I try and bring in some 12 teamers here also, but uh, I yep. think Garcia, especially at third base, I know shortstop is really good, but at third base, I think that uh, you could find ways to play him a corner. I've been playing him for about a month in the main event. It's been, it's been really nice. The stolen bases have been really, really good. Yep. Um, question in the chat, Jeff, would you bench uh, Taylor Wells against the red hot reds and Emmett Sheehan sit in Colorado Emmett Sheehan's definitely a sit for me in Colorado. Um, I, think I think so too. I think that Babbitt was coming coming home to roost this week. Um Taylor Wells is an interesting one. Do you know what Taylor no. Wells? Do you Tyler know Tyler Wells? Tyler Wells. Tyler Wells. Taylor? Tyler uh, Taylor Wells? Tyler Wells. There you go. Yeah. Taylor Taylor Wells is this shortstop in Tampa, right?
2: Right. I do not bench Tyler Wells. Um do you, know, first,
1: do you know what Tyler Wells' whip is?
2: It's low. It's like 104, or something like that, right? It's 0.89. God, I wasn't even doing him justice. No way do I bench him, uh, especially in Baltimore. Got to remember, guys, yep. ever since they changed the dimensions of that ballpark, Camden Yards is a pitcher's park. You yep. know, sometimes maybe not for batting average, but definitely for power. Uh, it's Baltimore. They call it that for a reason because it is that. And they've got a great bullpen. And the Reds are a much better hitting team at home than they are on the road. Huge, huge split because Cincinnati is an extreme ballpark. And you know, this is a big change in ballparks, yeah. I, I I roll with Wells. Um, I think it's hard to find two alternatives for those guys in most leagues. So, yeah, uh, Billy, I'm, uh, good question, but I think I'm, I'm benching Sheehan and sitting and starting Wells. I,
1: I, uh, I agree with Jeff on this one. Uh, Tyler Wells has a uh, to walk, uh, K minus walk over 20. We mentioned the whip is 0.89. Um, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's could hit him, and uh, but you're right, in 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 Baltimore, I think I, I got to throw that. There's no way I have a better option than those, I think.
2: Right. Uh, this is a good point as any to bring up Jordan Westberg. Uh, we were brought up yep. earlier. So in FBC, he was ineligible. Uh, he's getting the call tomorrow. Other leagues, my, the the RotoWire staff keeper league, if he were not already kept as a prospect, and I know he is, you couldn't bid on him tonight. I uh, uh,
1: I went to go pick him up in our Yahoo friends and family league, and he was picked up within like nine seconds of when the tweet came out.
2: Yeah, and the tweet I, was out
1: at two fifty nine Pacific, and he got picked up at two fifty nine Pacific.
2: Who 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 grabbed him? Oh, man. Who's the I guilty think, party uh, here?
1: I think uh, Shelly, probably, I think.
2: Oh, that's a combo team, too. It's Curlin and Shelly, right? Um, no,
1: Curlin's on his own. DJ and Shelly, maybe? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. That's it's right. Shelly
1: and DJ. There you go. They, I think they, uh, yes, it was that. I picked it up. They and they they're dropped, winning this
2: league, right? Yeah.
1: They are in second behind uh, Mike Curlin, who's winning kind of everything right now. Yeah, he is. Um, He's the king. They dropped uh, the previously mentioned JiHuan Bae, who has not had a hit in a month. So that's probably going to be a good swap right there.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, Shelley and DJ though are doing well in this league. That's that's for sure. So,
1: what do you expect from Westberg fantasy wise? Uh, I guess Ramon Urias and Jorge Mateo probably lose time. Gunnar Henderson is now hitting and hitting in the middle of the order, so he's not going to lose time. Um, do you think Westberg play? I mean, they called up to play.
2: Right. You, uh, you, you what, can't call him up and not
1: no. play him. He's got right. eighteen home runs. He's got eighteen home runs already in AAA in sixty-seven games. Like that's a that's a crazy crazy good stat. also has six stolen bases. Obviously, a huge prospect. 51% hard hit rate, 21% strikeout rate, uh, hit 295. It all looks really, really good. I know coming up in uh, you know, the majors is always tough, but uh, mm-hmm. he certainly looks like he's ready.
2: And there's others too. I mean, Connor Norby's still coming. I mean, they, they've got, they're just loaded with prospects. So seems
1: like Baltimore and the Reds just keep kind of loaded with probably keep bringing guys up. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Uh, question about Matos over Westberg. Um
1: Oof. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Westberg slightly. Just I think the Giants will uh, mess around with Matos' playing time.
2: Yeah, they're they're annoying. Um... I, I
1: I like Matos. We talked about him last week. I liked him. I like him, but I think I go Westberg a little bit. I just think. Uh, I think they're going to bring him up. He's just going to play.
2: Yeah, I mean the the O's at one point were sitting Gunnar Henderson every once in a while too. Keep that in mind. So I do. I mean,
1: yeah, he was so bad though early. I think he's finally. It's at the point now where he's he's so he's playing so well. He's playing every day.
2: Did they say who they're they're cutting for him has that is that move you know has that been I,
1: he's come up tomorrow so I have not seen an official move
2: that's probably why it's coming up tomorrow not the move has right. made because they have to inform someone but I mean Mount castle's on the IL I mean he, that's you know it's been a while so uh but it's vertigo which is kind of weird he is symptom free uh, so that's good at least at least they have
1: was... they have Ryan McKenna up right now who's not really playing but he's only he's an alpha they might need that
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they probably said Joey Ortiz back down right he's not playing a lot
2: yeah, that's true. Ortiz is a little bit of a prospect in his own right. Yes, um, yeah. People
1: were pretty excited when he got called up, but I'm looking at his game log here. He played once, and that was a pinch hitter in the last. He hasn't started since June 17th. Yeah, There's what are we
2: answer. doing? Yeah, might as well send him down and let him play yeah. every day. I mean, sure, he he probably doesn't think so. He'd rather have that major league contract, but uh, still. I uh,
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a DFA on Jorge Mateo, but I think his, he's got too much base running and kind of playing all the field defense mix, but he's a horrible hitter.
2: Yeah, he is a glove first prospect, yes. Uh, Mateo's? Four,
1: uh, Mateo, and Mateo, last time I looked, he had four runs and four RBIs in June.
2: I know, because I traded Giolito for him. My bad.
1: Oh, that's, um, that's right.
2: I know that. Uh, uh, I,
1: think, I think he's hitting 160 since May 1st, too. It's, it's, I don't have a lot of good news for him. I think he had
2: six homers in April, and he has yeah. six homers now. Yeah, he had yeah.
1: 10 slow bases in, in April, too.
2: Yeah, he, he's an easy sit. Last last 21, no no... He does have five five steals in the last twenty one days, so there is yeah. still a little he bit has, of run, but no five, power at all. I
1: looked today because someone asked about him. He had five steals in May and five in June, but man, he's hitting a buck sixty and just nothing else besides steals. He's just he's not he's not a very good hitter. He's just yeah. comes down yeah. Someone asked, can I cut John Carlos Stanton a ten team league? Um, I'm holding Stanton for now, and you know off the off the IL, I think he's going to get rolling. I think there's too much power upside to cut him, even in, a, in a, even in a shallowy league right now.
2: Too much of a track record. Yeah, I yeah. agree.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, the other only guy I'm going to mention Andy Abanez in Detroit is playing a lot. He's second, third and outfield eligible. We mentioned Detroit has a good schedule this week. I, I like that as a pickup to kind of fill your, you know, back up your middle and your corner this week. He's got a, a, mm-hmm. fit lower, a hard hit rate over 50% barrel rate over 12%. Um, strikeout rates low. I think that, uh, there's enough there with the playing time. I think he's a, he's a, he's a decent ad this week. If you needed kind of a, a streamer bat for just, uh, you know, in a deeper league for sure. Uh, a few news and notes before we jump out of here. We mentioned Aaron Judge already. Um, I assume you're a hold on Judge. The the quote from Aaron Boone was not great. It was like, I think he's going to be back this year, but you know, I can't say that definitively about anybody, any human being. It was a very, uh, it was a very Kyle Shanahan like he might be dead in by the end of the year kind of quote <laughs> that he gave last year on someone. It was really strange. I think he was trying to like not commit to anything, but it came off weird. And then he talked to Judge. He's like, as soon as I feel better, I'll be back in there. But man, I think we're like I, I, there's no way to guess because I don't think they know, but it uh, it sounds like he can't he can't walk without pain. So we got we're a long ways off.
0: Yeah,
2: there's a little distrust factor there too because the way they played it, you know, is they weren't even yeah. like eager to put him on the IL. Um, yeah. and that, that's, so that's strange true.
1: looking back on that on that week now that like how badly he's hurt and how how they were like oh it's day to day and it's very strange. Yep. Uh Someone asked if Jazz Chisholm is coming back this week. It certainly sounds like it. he tweeted that he was in boston which i guess is where they play this week i'd have to look but i think that's where they play this week he said he was looking for food recommendations in boston so I think it's a pretty good sign that um that he is uh, he's ready to go yeah they're at boston on tuesday so i think jazz is back this week
2: yeah so I, i'm curious if, to see if how we can the...
1: believe social media jeff which we always can it's always true
2: yeah well you you with your work there in that in that field i'm sure you <laughs> know that better than anybody but i
1: do i do
0: uh
2: playing time will be interesting there i mean jonathan davis had his moments uh He's kind of slowed down, uh, but uh, in fact, he's really slowed down. He's not, he's not nothing. They special could uh,
1: they could sit Luis Arise and just guarantee his four hundred season right
2: now. Lock it in, lock it in. Shut go, him down go, too. Yeah,
1: you know, shutting go, guys down, why, why don't we do that too? Go anti Ted Williams and just uh, just shut him down right now. By the way, this, mm-hmm. this this has been awesome. I hope I hope he's around four hundred as long as possible because it makes it a lot of fun.
2: So uh, Joe Sheehan had a pretty good tweet thread about Luis Arias' 400 season, comparing it to contemporary, like previous, you know, eras like Ted Williams, you know, he, Ted Williams faced like 71 pitchers all year when he hit 400. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. And, you know, Arias has had to face like 140 different ones. I was gonna
1: say, I feel like he faces probably 70 a month.
2: Yeah, you know, Williams faced like X number of guys in the fourth time in games and hit like 500 there. Tony Gwynn when he had that run oh. had like half of his hits on the third and fourth time through. Thanks, you just uh, don't th- see thanks, that.
1: Thanks, but, thanks, thanks Bud see like for getting a game losing that uh, that 394 in mid-August run.
2: Yeah, I know. Um it's it, it the point is Arias's 400 season is more impressive than you, you, you think. And maybe you know, we always talk about it. yeah, but he doesn't have the power, he doesn't have the speed, he isn't, you know, whatever. Still as a pure feat, you know, as like an accomplishment, maybe not in terms of pure value, but just an accomplishment. It's hard to hit 300. I mean, in today's pitching pitcher, (laughs) pitcher wizards, Uh, every team's got five guys in the bullpen that throw 95 with movement. I mean, it's so much harder to hit for average in the
1: today's game.
2: And yet here we are.
1: His strikeout rate is (laughs) 4.9%.
2: It's nuts. It, it it's, so, it's so. Here's magical. my
1: question, Jeff. If he hits 400 and the Marlins are in the mix, can he win the MVP with hitting seven home runs?
2: No, I don't think he can. But
1: if he hits 400 for the first time in what is that? 72 years? No, more than that. Two years. I 19, think 1941 was Williams, right? I understand. Yeah. I
2: don't think. I don't think the. Uh, I think if we were voting 10 years ago, yeah. Uh, I think if we we're voting now. There's. I think the. The voter, the voter base is not as batting average oriented.
1: Um, I just think the attention on that, the, the attention on that would be so wild that I wonder. I wonder how close he get. I, I think I agree with you. I think that uh, pro- there going to there's gonna be someone there that I'm trying to look at. You know, like I don't know how he beats out Acuna for the for for example.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I
1: mean Acuna just. Uh, I mean Acuna has thirty what thirty eight stolen bases. Thirty yeah thirty four stolen bases. Sixteen homers hitting three twenty eight. 66 run. I mean, I just don't know how you beat that out with seven yeah. home runs.
2: Yeah. I just, let's just appreciate it for what it is. And, and Agreed. you know, but yeah, it just, I mean, if he's not known for being an exceptional defensive player, he doesn't hit for power, blah, blah, blah. Let's not talk, but you know, again, let's talk about what he is doing and it's awesome to see. Uh, and just leave it at that.
1: I I agree. I just, I just want to throw that out there. I yeah. it was
2: Joe had, a. you know, I like to quote Joe Sheehan a lot Um, because a, he's an exceptional writer. B he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, But he, you know, he, he had a piece on the Reds uh, on, I think Thursday or Friday, it came out and it it was such a great line. Uh, He goes, there's more to baseball than rings and parades, more to baseball fandom than winning the World Series. There's a ride. And right now the ride is amazing. Yeah. Amen to that. I love that line from Joe. Um,
1: well said, and I agree. Those the there were those early two thousand A's years where they lost every round in the first round. I would not trade those right because those were fun seasons. I know you, yeah. you want to win one in the end, but like I would much rather I'd rather have that run than like win one and then never win again, like the Marlins kind of thing in the in the nineties and early two thousands. Like give me give me the consistently winning team. Although I admit that I would have liked to see the A's win one.
2: I'd like either of those would be fun right now. Yeah, exactly. but, yeah. Um Although I do I do. Uh, i'm not even gonna say what i remember but uh I, well you I, uh
1: you you still have a team jeff so at least there's that
2: okay so i uh, i do remember 1990 against your former team
1: yep okay. heavily not heavily favored heavily favored A's.
2: yes yeah what a weird three-year stretch for them um
1: uh, and the sad part is the one they won doesn't really count because it was in the middle of a gigantic huge tragedy that nobody remembers base nobody cared about baseball
2: exactly exactly nor so. by the way nor
1: should they have i lived in the Barry when it happened it was a as scary an event as I've been in, and it just it's, it's sad that, that that run. The only thing, the only time they won was the time where they couldn't have a parade, they couldn't celebrate. There was no, there was no way to celebrate when there were literally people that had died. So it was just, uh, it's too bad they didn't win another one than there.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, their run was, you know, you know, there's so many things that so many good stories in baseball, like the, the Cleveland teams that were so yeah. good. I mean, they never won. They lost to the Marlins in the World Series, and then they had so many other heartbreaks.
1: And they lost to the, they lost to the Braves too, right?
2: Yeah, and the Braves, one yeah. and all those amazing Braves teams, yep. one World Series win. It's but wild. I mean, you you, you got to remember how amazing those teams were, and it just yep. illustrates how hard it is to win a damn tournament. You know, it's yep. you know that that and it's harder now because you have more layers to it.
1: It is. There's an extra round, and there. there's an extra team in there. And mm-hmm. we saw last year. I mean, teams can in baseball teams can get hot and a couple of good pitching performances, and it's not like basketball where you know usually the best team over a course of series wins in baseball. Um, you know, a couple hot pitchers changes a lot of that. So exactly. Um, a few other news notes real quick before we get out of here, Shane McClanahan, who's leading the majors in ERA for guys who qualify. Yuri Perez is better, but, uh, among guys are qualified. I think McClanahan's leading at 2.2 or something in there, uh, through a bullpen Saturday. He left early with some mid back tightness. Of course, all of Twitter and all of race fans freaked out. They've had a bad run of injuries there with,
0: you know, springs
1: and, uh, and who's the other guy? Uh, Rasmussen, who you know have missed, uh, obviously missed the entire season. Uh, sounds like he's gonna be okay, Jim. Sounds like they, uh, they, uh, they, they dodged a bullet on this one,
2: knock on all the wood.
1: Yeah, McClanahan's awesome, he's so good. But uh, is uh, supposed to pitch uh, Wednesday at Arizona. Um, they don't play on Monday, so I'd like to see some probables for that. I know Bradley's throwing Tuesday and Efflin on Wednesday, but uh, it seems like McClanahan Thursday is the, is the way to go at the moment. So the
2: problem is, though, you're going to have to act without full information. You're yep. just going to have to, unless they actually put him on the I.L. on Monday or Tuesday morning, and you've got another pitcher that whose team doesn't play on Monday. I mean, that, that's, that's threading the needle already. And having a decent enough pitcher to slot in anyhow uh, I, I, I mean, you, you just either have to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to risk taking the zero or you have to, it depends. I guess it depends on the quality of your fill in. Right.
1: I'm a, i am I think with someone this good, I'm risking taking the zero. Apparently he threw a side session day and gave high fives and uh, handshakes and fist bumps to the training staff afterwards. So uh, okay. Into Don't that hurt that your back will. doing
0: that,
2: but yeah. yeah,
1: right. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful with that. There's video of him, like giving high fives that, that uh, I think Mark, uh, Mark Topkin on their, their beat writer tweeted. Um, so, there's enough there, and he's good, so, so good that I think um, – I don't like to risk zeros, but I think I'm, I'm risking the zeros on this one. Okay. Uh, Max Muncy expect to return on Tuesday where, as Chris Taylor went on the IL, so they're kind of swapping spots there. So you have Max Muncy get him back in this week. A couple of closer uh, announcements, Jeff. Uh, Liam Hendricks won't return before the All-Star game. I don't think we're surprised by that one. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Helsley in St. Louis, um, you know, there's supposed to be like a 10-day shutdown – they kind of ramped back up. It wasn't serious. Uh, the quote today was he is not close to returning. That is uh, that's not a great quote. Not one you want to read about your pitcher.
2: No. Well, and the thing is, again, it's an arm injury. So and forearm
1: too, which always work out. Oh, so well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's always downplayed. And then it's worse. Uh, and, and also 10 days shut down too. I mean, not just yeah. I mean, he's on the IL for 10 days shut down. Um, yeah, of course, there's going to be a ramp up period. So we're talking after the All Star break for sure. Yeah,
1: and I don't even think he's starting that ramp up period either. So I think I think he and Hendricks, uh, you know, if you're looking at mid July, would be good. And I don't, I'm not even sure on Helsley. Um, you know, we're going to need to see his, some action there, but um, and the has, usage
2: okay, for that matter yeah. too.
1: Uh, Jordan Hicks is their is their closer right now. Like I just don't know. Huh. I don't. I think Jordan Hicks is the closer when Helsley comes back too.
2: Okay, he's pitching fine now. I don't have any trust in him maintaining it. The walks are always going to be there for him, I think. Goodness, I don't know. he's
1: nasty, though.
2: He is, but still 21 walks and 31 innings. I hate seeing that.
1: Yeah, although it's, I think it's been a little better lately. He has not walked a guy in his last four outings. Yeah. Um, I also
2: don't trust Ellie Marmol to stick with him the next time he has a bad outing.
1: That's, that's a fair I- point. He does, uh, he does have the last four saves. I think that uh, you certainly ride him for now um i just think he pitches well i think he, i think he can run with it i think that they okay. would love to, i'd love to see him i think they'd love to see him run with it and use helsley and gallegos as setup guys because they were using Helsley kind of that way anyway i think gallegos might have more saves than helsley
2: yeah he that's is. a good so, point yeah. yeah i just
1: uh i think they would love to have someone and, and push those guys a little back someone in the chat asked about uh, eduardo rodriguez um he said he had uh, he had a really good side session on saturday he says body arm and injured finger felt fantastic He threw a live BP session, so felt very encouraged. So we're seeing some progress there. Um, Marcus Stroman left early today with a blister. That was the 7 a.m. London game. Got smoked and then left with a blister, so it wasn't great either. Uh, He was probably due for a bad one. He's been really, really good. Um,
2: Probably got smoked because of the blister, wouldn't you think?
1: That's a a fair point, too. I imagine that uh, these usually go hand in hand.
2: Yeah, they do. Although I did not watch again because I was see also at soccer tournament. But it was, uh, it
1: was it was it uh, was by the time I like started paying attention to baseball, I was in like the sixth inning and smoking. Stroman had already gotten smoked, so I didn't I didn't see it either. Um, I didn't watch games till after that. Uh, Byron Buxton didn't start either game with a uh, with back spasms. It did enter the game late today, so that's a promising sign that they don't think it's an IL situation. So you know, yeah. with Buxton, you know, it's always slow, but uh, some positives mm-hmm. there. I think it's about it. Uh, James Paxton left early, his last start says so he's going to make, he believes he'll make his next start. So that's a, you know, how your pitching rotation kind of lines up situation there. If you need Paxton, um, at least he thinks he's going to make a start. But obviously there's a, there's a little bit of a risk of a zero in that one too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Hayes, let's just talk about the Cardinals real quick. Um, suggested they'll probably try to trade Gallegos or Hicks or Helsley. Um, Cardinals, I mean, they won today. That was big. Good for them. Uh, they they need some some sort of positive sign, but uh, you know, they're they're in the right division. I keep saying that, but at the same time, they're still eight and a half out. They're still thirteen games under five hundred. Like say they they they, it's not out of the realm of them rallying to win the division. I don't see that as, as that far fetched. But I don't. I also don't see them. I think it is far fetched to them doing damage in the playoffs if they do get there.
1: So there's only three teams in baseball history that have been 14 games under 500 and made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was from uh, Sarah Lang the other day. Um, the 1914 Braves, the 2005 Astros were 15 games under and the 20, 1974 Pirates were 14 games under. Granted, different now the extra playoff team or extra yeah, right. an extra wild card team, but they're they've buried themselves. They'll have to get really really hot and play really really well, which again, you mentioned the central they're only eight and a half back they got to pass four teams too it's not like they got one team ahead of them. They need one team to tank they need four teams to play well i think the pirates are safely in that mix they'll pass that but the other three teams they're gonna need them to uh they're gonna to let them let, let, let them pass them too they're 13 games back they gotta get to 500 before they worry about anything
2: yeah that's true that's true and
1: they uh you're right they played a little they went they were five and five the last ten, so maybe a little bit better but I mean, they don't. Uh, they're certainly not streaking yet by any means.
2: Yeah, I'll say this also. They have a lot of division games left. I think uh, they've 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 played twenty five of their uh, divisional games. That means you play thirteen times four, 52. They still have twenty seven divisional games left.
1: They they have a pitching problem.
2: They do. They do.
1: I I like Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Miles Michaelis has been better lately, but not great overall. I don't. I think day-to-day
2: tra- day. he got scratched this weekend hey, uh, he throws comes-
1: six shut innings and then walks six guys in a row Matthew mm-hmm. Libertor has been really bad since he's been called up he's not been the savior there yep. Wainwright is Wainwright um usually to get hot you need some pitching help I mean I, I know the Reds they got really hot this week or the last two weeks without much of it but uh, I don't like their offense as much as I like the Reds offense they have a lot of pieces in St. Louis but not really firing together I uh I don't know. I don't see it. But like, like you said, they're, that division, they win, you know, 10 and 12. They're kind of right back in it pretty quick.
2: Yeah. And Tyler O'Neill is now on the 60 day IL. Um, yep. Cleared to play was, catch a couple of weeks ago or a week ago.
1: Fairly procedural, I think, because he was not coming back before that anyway. But that's been a weird situation all year. Like, I don't know yep. how much of that is. They don't like him, how much is he doesn't like them, how much of that is him. Been, it's been a weird situation all year with him. It sure has. Jordan Walker, fifteen game hitting streak though. He's uh, he's kind of uh, he's kind of fit right back in the lineup. He's been pretty good since so he got called back up. Yep. You know, he's been really bad as Nolan Gorman after that hot streak. He's been oh. horrible lately.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I think I'm looking here. He's hitting. Uh, he's hitting one seventeen in June. He is seven for sixty.
2: He had like a thirty four game hitless, uh, <laughs> thirty four at bat hitless streak.
1: He should. Uh, they should trade him the Pirates. He'd fit right in. Yeah. He would. Yeah, he had two hits today. So I, I apologize. He's above 117 now, but it's uh, it's been really bad for so long. It's uh, he, he after that hot starts of the season. He's been he's been bad for sure. Cool. Anything else on your mind? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you're good. We I think we kind of hit on everything possible.
2: Yeah, um, I had to cut Josh Rojas in a couple of places, um, including one in O only league because he got sent down. I mean, it was one of those like, okay, I didn't think him he'd be a star, but I thought he'd be solid enough that he, he's he's a solid major leaguer now. But then you look at his his line. Oh yeah, he's in the Tim Anderson club. No homers this year. He
1: is. Uh, he and Tim he, almost had the same line.
2: Yeah, I mean, you paid a lot less for uh, Rojas at least, but yeah. had to cut him.
1: Yeah, the 23 stolen bases were so big for Rojas last year and just uh, he's at six so far this year but no hard contact, no barrels, uh, strikeout rates up. There's not a lot of love there. It's a, it's a crowded situation in Arizona. They got a lot of guys to play a lot of spots. So I think that I think I agree with that I think he's a drop there.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We always appreciate that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensted. Uh We'll be talking a lot of baseball here as uh, the summer and uh, all that goes along. There, it's a, it's a fun time to uh, watch baseball, We're getting fully into it here. Now, uh, other than that, hope everybody has a really good week and a good fantasy week. We'll, and uh, take care. We'll back at you next week. Have a good one.